and hello welcome to the nerds who haunted themselves podcast series five episode two uh, as always i'm andy hanks and i'm joined by as always Stuart Moray. hey doing? On your business card yeah as always andy hanks as always andy hanks always um but yes uh yeah i'm good thank you how are you i'm all right thank you it sounds like we've only just like met up with each other, you know, the fact that I've just spent my last hour in the other room chatting to you. Yeah, listen to my wife call me Naughty names words. you can't say on the uh, names that Vince Hunt would have to fall call. Utter Vince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. I'm a massive Vince Hunt. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so yeah, so it is mid March. It is, yeah. This is our March episode. Mm. Has it really been a month? When, when in February did we record the last one? The end about, of... I think it was about two or three weeks ago. So it was actually, this one's quite quick then. Yes. Because yeah. usually it was about a month in between. Well, it usually sort of falls on my weeks off, doesn't it? So we're sort of back to our usual recording spot, mm. with this being my week off. But it's just, you know, working around each other's busy schedules. Yeah, <laughs> busy. <laughs> Well, you know, you're an in-demand comic artist now, so... No, as well, I'm allowed out by my wife. Well, that too, but, you know, trying to make you sound more in-demand comic-wise than... I wouldn't bother. <laughs> um, so, it is March. It is. Um, one of the reasons of getting together so early is because we are both involved... Are we going straight into it, or have we got We can go straight into it, and then we can yeah. do the... Or the other crap afterwards. Um, <laughs> because... We are involved in a drawing challenge at the moment. Uh, it isn't something that we invented, but it's something that's going on. I don't think it's quite as, we, as well we, known as... We've thrown a the in the middle of it. So the. We've put our stuff the, the. on Yeah. Yeah, we, our spin on it is an extra word in the middle. Um, so it's, uh, I don't think it's as well known as Ink as um, Sketchtember or Inktober. Well, I'd never heard of it until you mentioned it. I heard it I had last... that thing in the back of my mind is like, right march off. Yeah. I I um I found out too late last year. I literally found out beginning of April last year. But I would have thought you'd have a Google News alert for I know, robot related. Absolutely. So March is apparently known as as there's a drawing challenge in March called March of the Mar- Robot no, or March, March of, of robots. robots. And the whole the premise is you draw thirty one robots in thirty one days. And so as I said last year I missed it. And I was a bit gutted about it. And this year, I put a I remembered. So that's what we're doing. And I challenged Stuart. And we put it on Facebook as well, under the uh, True Believers banner. And we've got a few other people involved. Yeah, I think we've dropped down to this four of us still in, I think. All right. I don't think Jerome posted one yesterday, but uh, no, oh, I we, think no, because Facebook this was down. Oh, it went this morning. Yeah, it went this morning. I haven't gone back and checked yet, so I usually go at the end of the day and then yeah. just... I, I actually think he did say he's one behind. Uh, but as, as we said before, it's a 31 robots in 31 days. We, we, we covering ourselves, are we? Shut up. Because <laughs> I'm a couple ahead of myself, that's all. Shut up. <laughs> it is. It's thirty-one robots in thirty-one days. Not not a drawing a day if needs be. It's a daily drawing. <laughs> You're cheating. I am drawing daily. I just I'm not cheating. <laughs> um, I just happen to have a few in the bag. That's all. How many you got left to do a month? Uh, about seven. <laughs> <laughs> so we're halfway then. How you? So 
let's quickly go through what so we're doing. So I've been doing it properly. I've been doing it every day. Oh, shut up. <laughs> You've been doing a comic page. Yes. Well, I thought if we were going to do a drawing challenge, I'd actually challenge myself. Because there's no nobody really follows me for my art. They follow me for my good looks and wit. Nobody follows you. No, I know. Mm. <laughs> um, so these, you know, there's no expectation on it. So I can sort of play around and take myself out of my comfort zone by drawing machinery, which I hate. <laughs> but I've gone for a fairly simple robot design, so the trick is to not overcomplicate it. And um, sequential art. And I thought, fuck it. I'll take myself out of my comfort zone and uh, do it. And the plan was to do like a panel a day, but so far I've been doing a page a day. So you're on, you've just finished page 14, is that correct? Is it the 14th today? Yes. 14th yeah. today. So is this so far the longest comic strip you've done? Yes. Yeah. I think the longest I might have ever done was, unless you count the storyboarding for the second film, which was kind of like a comic. Mm. This, yeah, I think the longest I've done before that was three pages maybe. Mm. And even then, that wasn't like properly done. So, uh, is there anything? Because you're making the story up as you're going along. That's correct, isn't it? I basically, when you said about it, I did a con few concept drawings of robots to sort of settle on the design I wanted. Um, came up with a basic idea. I did initially, like for the first three days, I've got a couple of pages in my notebook. That's like you know, day page one, page two, page three. And then crossed out page one, page two, page three. And then I just thought, fuck it. I got a rough idea where I want it to go. I've got two possible endings that I haven't decided between which. One of which I was kind of... And I had a third, but I was kind of actually, no, that's just fucking Wally. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I've got those. Were there floaty chairs in it? Yeah, pretty Fat much. Fat people on floaty chairs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And uh, he was in love with a super high-tech robot. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I've got like an idea of an end, but I just thought I'd take each day as it comes. When I do that day's page, I've got a rough idea of what the next page will be. So we're not obviously it's out there for everyone to see, so we can do spoilers, can't we? Yeah, we're not. So explain what you've done so far, then. So explain the story. I have thrown some shit at the wall, and some of it's stuck. <laughs> Uh, well, it's basically a robot wakes up in... I wanted to do it kind of like robots, but in a fantasy setting kind of thing. Oh, right, yeah. So, you know, usually when you think robots, it's like a Blade runner kind of world or, you know, cities. and. So it's almost in a bit of a Lord of the Ringsy kind of... Yeah, kind of, but, you know, no dragons or shit like that. Um, so, yeah, it's a robot that sort of is in the middle of a quarry. Is he just fought the Power Rangers? Quite possibly. Mm. Or, you know, a Doctor Who monster. Um, yeah, that sort of shut down and then something makes him reboot. That page still looks like an album cover. <laughs> That's the one page that I'd quite like to redo. Anyway, he reboots, uh, gets up, sees a couple of birds flying overhead and just starts walking. And then, yeah, climbs a hill, goes into a cave... I quite liked that. Yeah. Quite nicely. I didn't think it would, but... Um, yeah, finds a big sort of mining robot. As you do. But I can't decide whether it's going to stay silent or whether to put... Because, you know, that would be sort of like where he says hi. 
but I also quite like the idea of a comic that you don't need to re- you know you don't need to read that language to read kind mm. of thing. Plus, I've not left a lot of space for letter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason. He didn't think ahead. Well, the robot hasn't technically got a mouth, so doesn't matter. I know. But yeah, so then you know the big robot attacks him, gets away when attacking him causes a uh, avalanche kind of thing. He falls off, gets broken, and then there's a little robot that was controlling the big robot inside his lamp. That isn't a lamp; it's a cockpit. How clever! I thought it's kind of like you know Pacific Rim kind of job. Yeah, <laughs> rim job. <laughs> It's a Pacific Rim job. You haven't had a Rim job, but you had a Pacific Rim job. And a specific one. Uh, it's specific Pacific Rim job. Well, that's it. I know what episode. I like, and I'm not afraid to tell you. I like a Pacific Rim job. Counterclockwise. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Every episode we have a line that we cross pretty early on, but I don't think we ever crossed it that early. Not as early as this one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, like I say, it's just whether it makes sense at the end, whether it's just all nonsensical shite. But you're enjoying it, that's the main thing. I'm enjoying it, yeah. I find it, coming off the back of True Believers, I find it really relaxing. Mm. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, quite therapeutic. And fortunately, we've been off work for the last couple of weeks. I've had plenty of time to sort of get stuck into it. Mm. Being back at work next week, because what I've been doing is I've been going where I stopped starting work at six I've still been going in for six and then sitting upstairs for a couple of hours before work and doing the page then mm. but I think next week I'm back in at six and setting a frame up so I'm not going to have time to do it before work so it might slow down a bit so I don't know whether to cheat and get a couple of pages ahead or uh... well it's a case of doing it when you've got the time to do it well yeah that's it so well because I pencil it and then ink it, I can always pencil it and then ink it mm. posting because I'm not colouring it at the moment because I've not decided whether I'm going to colour it digitally or I'm scanning them all in so I can colour it digitally and I can colour it with pens as well. I've got the option of both. Because you've recently purchased a Cintiq, haven't you? I have, yes. I, a Wacom I Cintiq. A Wacom. Um, which I know there's a few of you out there who use one and I've been preaching about it for a while. You have. and you It, went was, up... it was your fault because yep. you came round with your your new toy mm. I have an iPad Pro now and um, yeah your Cintiq is better than my Cintiq you bastard but you've got an iPad Pro if <laughs> <laughs> yours is still bigger <laughs> it is yeah I've only used it once to sort of play around with because my kids are twats who throw things I can't leave it out of the box so it's a ball late to get it in and out of the box all the time do you not get a case for it I haven't yet no I won't do I might invest in one. But yeah, so I've used it once just to sort of mess around with and did a Superman on it, which was all right. came out better than I thought it would. Um, I still need you to show me which control-alt buttons I do just to make it all look magic. Mm. It's a secret combination only I know. Yes, exactly. It's the Andy technique. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been using that, and I, I could have used it to do this March of the Robots, but because I knew sort of clearly what I wanted to do if not the specifics of what I wanted to do I decided to do it old fashioned way plus I've got loads of paper I need to use because <laughs> I keep buying more when I go to Jackson's <coughs> Jackson's are a local um, art shop by the way that you've they're also nationwide yeah well they're, they're a um, 
a dis- online distributor, aren't we? Yeah, so it's quite nice because you order it to collect from the store, and it's meant to be like two or three days. But because that's the site that it comes from, mm. you, you don't even you have sh- to pre-order it. You can just go up to the shop and buy it over the counter. Yeah, I just thought because they don't always have things in line, and I like to look at the colours online. Mm. But basically, trying to get the full range of pro markers now, mm. and then I should How cast that aside for better pens. <laughs> How many? I don't know. There probably isn't a full range. There's probably just ones that are available, then not available. Huh. I'm not. Into, I've never delved deep into the history of pro markers, but they're the pens I enjoy using at the moment. Because mm. you use different pens now. Don't you? you used to use pro markers, and then I've you... used pro. I've gone for a few different ones. I've used pro markers. I've used spectrums. I've used copics. At the moment, I'm using. Um, when I say copics, it's the cheaper copics, not the, the the pro ones, because they're refillable. The copics I used aren't refillable. So I've moved on to Shinhan touch pens at the moment. Uh, which are refillable and I really like, and they've got the full range in Jackson's. So I'm slowly. Building. It's a lovely thing when you go in and see it's it great, right in front it? of you. Really it's like cool. One of those. One of those. One of those. <laughs> it's like a pick and mix for pens. <laughs> uh, so that I think there's a 205 pens in the range. Because you use pens and crayons when you colour, don't you? Um, I use chalk. Or chalk. Uh, and I do use coloured pencils for certain shadings as well, but I also use... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, white did, I didn't mean to be like, you know, <laughs> you're there with your crayolas and your tongue sticking yeah. out. Yeah, and they wax crayons. And chalk and they, yeah, a white, yeah, white paint as well. Because, so, yeah, you get lovely colour techniques. It's something I'm learning. It's something I'd like experimenting with. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that's what a lot of it is, isn't it? Is experiment. Like I say, that's why I did this challenge in the end because I thought it was a good excuse to do something. Mm. And you know, if it works, I've got a comic at the end of it. Mm. If it doesn't, I've got a glorious failed experiment. <laughs> Go on a recycle bin. That's it. Well, I keep everything. I'm quite a. Pack all. It's quite nice to go back over some things sometimes. Be like that thing I thought was brilliant at the time is actually shit. <laughs> But it's how you learn. It really is. So, but so for your March of the Robots. Yeah, I thought I'd take it literally and do a March of Robots. See, that was my initial idea. Yeah. Before I thought that's pretty similar to what I did for Sketch Tembo, where I did the Batman piece. And I got bored of that part way through and did a Power Rangers one instead. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. So I thought, because you don't use the prompts, do you? It's just. Yeah, I don't use the prompts. There are some prompts out there. Because I know Charles Raymond's been using the prompts, hasn't he? A few people have And been, Jerome's yeah. been using the prompts. He has been, yeah. So I always forget the prompts mm. there. I keep thinking that maybe next sketch, this sketch timber, I might use the prompts. Mm. So let's see where that goes. But So I've got this project coming up, which I'm kind of working towards. And I'm treating much the robots as a bit of a... A bit of a character design session, really. So I'm drawing 31 robots marching, basically. But different. You know, I'm trying to come back, get some nice wacky designs out there. I've got a style in mind. And I want them to be in the same universe as my zoo character. So they've got to, got to be a very similar kind of cartoony. And evidently Springworth. And yeah, he's in there Springworth, well. Springworth was in there the other day. So I've had a few so far. Um, some, yeah, I think there's been some pretty good ones in there um, there's been some filler in there as well um, and yeah I'm really enjoying it uh, it's all really good fun um, yeah what to say really I'm doing it digitally I'm doing it on my iPad and every reason I'm doing it is I'm learning the new program on my iPad 
which is Autodesk Sketchbook, which is a bit different to Photoshop. It's a little bit laid out a little bit differently, and there's a few bits that it doesn't have, um, and it feels a little bit different as well. See, that's the thing with my Wacoms. I need to sit down and watch some tutorials on certain things because I'm using Clip. Yeah, Clip Studio. Clip Studio. So, which is a bit like paint, but with better stuff on it. Clip or click? Clip. I'm sure clip. it's clip. Clip. I'm sure you said, whichever one you told me, it was the opposite of. Yeah, the opposite of. Yeah. It used to be called Manga. Manga Studio. Oh. <laughs> um, well, Dan asked a question. Mm. Dan Butcher. Uh, on the robot thing. So, how is the robot challenge going? It's a two-part question. How is Robot Challenge going? Uh, for me, it's going really well. Um, I, I'm getting to that stage where I've stared, because I'm working on one piece, I'm staring at it a little bit too much, so I'm getting a bit visually bored of this, and I can kind of see the mistakes, but I'm really enjoying it. I think you always see the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, but it's because you're staring at I've been staring at the same piece of paper for the last... I think that's the curse of being a creative. I think weeks. once you get to the point where you're like, I can't spot anything wrong with that that I've done there, is when you just... That will never happen. Yeah. Pack it in. Absolutely. No, totally... Totally agree with that. I've achieved everything I need to achieve. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I find it's going really well as well. So it's difficult to sort of say without saying, like, I'm blowing smoke up my own ass kind of thing, but it's gone better than I thought it would, and it's been... I've had some nice comments from it, from doing it, which is uh, nice. Mm. Um, a couple of people even messaged me to say how much they were enjoying it. Oh, awesome. It's like you're on drugs. I know Craig loved it. Did he? Mm. Did he not tell you? Oh, he told me that I only, I'd only done the first page. Because mm. you both were like, I think that's my favourite thing you've ever done. And mm. I was like, well, they, I can only go down from here, can't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've got another 30 of these bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah. So, like I say, there's some pages I'm really happy with. There's some pages I've done that I potentially redo. But then that's not overly in the spirit of what I'm trying to do, so... And yeah, I did, some of them I think will work better when they've either got colour on. I can't decide whether they do it colour or just black and white. You just use greys. I am as yet undecided Wizard of Oz, that shit. Mm. Um, and then the second part is, is getting something created daily proven a challenge? Uh, I'll be honest, it's, I, I kind of got into the habit of doing drawing every day anyway. Because um, that's what I do every night. Um it's quite nice because I know what I'll be drawing that night. I don't sit there for 10 minutes thinking, what should I draw tonight? Or do you know what I mean? Scribbling and that. wait till something comes along. Sitting there hovering over the paper with the pencil. Well, the rest is it. Usually I'll just start scratching some shapes onto the paper before something will come. And then it'll be like, okay, well, this is what I'll be drawing tonight. But with this, I actually find I'm thinking about it all night, all day anyway. And I've kind of got an idea of what I want to produce that night. You see. So... I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm, it's like a, you know having a, an actual project on at the moment, so you know where you're going. And no, I, I, I I'm really enjoying the, the challenge, and I'm not finding it that difficult. It's not really that out of the ordinary for me. No, well, somebody who doesn't necessarily draw every day, but I doodle most days. But mm. don't actually sit down and draw because obviously we're doing other things, and drawing is quite quite time consuming sometimes, unless you're setting yourself a ten minute challenge kind of thing. Um. But yeah, I, I'm liking it because, like I say, the way I'm doing it, I've not, I've got an idea of what the next page will be, even if I haven't worked out the exact sort of layout or 
pictures and there's a couple where I've scribbled it out in my notebook mm. first to try and get poses right like the robot looking through his legs at the one that slid through and working out that one of him going off the edge of the cliff thing was a fucker because I could not work out how to do the second leg right to sort of make it look like he was falling yeah yeah, because yeah. he's got to look like he's fallen sort of towards you. Yeah, where he slid off. Kind Those of legs work though. You can see what's going on. Yeah, it was just a fuck because they were up. One was up here, but it kind of looked like a superhero pose jumping through the. Yeah. So and it's supposed to kind of look a little bit like he ran through the legs, slipped. Mm. Basically, you fill in the gaps, kind of thing. I probably, you know, a better artist would have done a panel showing him slipping and then skidding off the edge. But I don't pander to people. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's pretty obvious once you've read that. Well, I say read. Once you've gone through this page, uh, I sort of, yeah, that wasn't a slide at you. That was okay. So we've got no words, so you can't <laughs> slide, really read nice it. Pun. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it's pretty obvious that you know he's fallen. You kind of get it sometimes because you're leaving it a day. Mm. You wonder whether it does actually then flow the next day, kind of thing. But. But yeah, so that was a shit for just... And then trying to work out the angle of where the axe would be. And then with this one, trying to work out the angle of the axe from different angles sticking in his chest. Yeah, so the his axe has fallen into him. Yeah. I didn't bother putting that because I didn't want to traumatise kids actually seeing an axe going into... Hmm. So I kind of like it to be all ages. Even though there are a couple of things where I'd love to put in a live like, ah, shit. Um, and then I started playing around with sound effect lettering mm. which these are taken from Doomsday punching through the wall in the Superman comics oh really Crank Crank Croom that's where those noises came from and then it's just one I was just like from the Beano yeah kind of thing so but yeah and then like I say whether I start putting dialogue in or anything I'm undecided yet but it's just fun playing around with it. Mm. So, I'm really enjoying it on that, and I think it's like I say, it seems to be working better. And when I've cut them all together on a page, it looks quite nice. So, yeah. So you feel you're getting something out of the challenge? I think I am. Yeah, I think I'm. My thing was always that I don't think, never felt I was consistently good enough to do sequential art, and while I still don't think I'm at a level. Of other people, I'm, I feel I'm much further along than I thought I was. Kind of thing, because mm. I kind of think if you're doing a challenge, it's like, um, like I say, if you're doing a challenge, you kind of should use it as a thing to challenge yourself. Yeah, it's like you with using it to design, do character designs. Mm. It's a fucking great idea, and you know what it should be. I think there's two ways you could play it. You can either do it as a uh, this is my thing. I can only put out stuff that looks pristine and yeah. Um, and like I say, it is easy to get suckered into spending hours on it. Like I say, I've spent most of the last few days doing things that I thought would be a couple of hours. Yeah, I thought. And then I'm kind of like, hours. shit, I got to pick the kids up from school. <laughs> But I've really enjoyed it, just sort of like, because I've not been at work, it's almost felt a little bit like, mm. 
sampling the life of a comic artist. It's a random question. So when you draw, say this week when the kids have not been here and your wife hasn't been here, what do you have on in the background? Do you have do you watch a movie at the time? Do you have music on? Uh, I've had some comic documentaries on Amazon Prime, so I watched Robert Kirkman's uh, Secret History of Comics. Mm. So I watched that. I rewatched the Image Comics documentary. I watched the Steve Rude documentary today. Sometimes I just put shit on. Like Baywatch is on Amazon Prime, so mm. I just put that on in the background or something. Yeah, I do that. It works. Not Baywatch, but yeah. Well, it's something I can ignore, and it's sort of there's a nostalgia factor to it. Yeah, because it used to be our Saturday nights. Not mine. Well, not yours. necessarily yours, no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But Saturday night TV used to be Baywatch, Blind Date, all that shit. Blind Date. And there's something about it's like um, Jack, my eldest, has just got recently got into Queen. Good lad. Made us watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Not bad. Mm, I watched it last weekend. Yeah, we did last Sunday. Yeah, we watched it last Sunday. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but I used to borrow my dad's, well, my granddad's kind of magic mm. album, and that's what I used to listen to when I was drawing in my bedroom. Two weeks ago, I bought that on vinyl. Cool. I was very tempted to buy it on vinyl, I haven't got a vinyl player, but mm. just for the nostalgia of it, it used to be the vinyl that I yeah. used to listen to. I, I re bought it. it on CD. I, I picked it up from the market. That and uh, jazz as well. The, uh, as in the, the yeah. Queen album. Nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I kind of like something nostalgic when I'm drawing. Mm. Something you don't have to... Something that reminds me when I used watch. to draw just for the yeah. fun of drawing. When I used to just sit on my floor copying pictures out of comics and making a big montage of different comic pictures and all that sort of thing. So um, sometimes listening to music, I find film scores... I really like film scores anyway, but I always used to listen to film scores when I write, but I like them when I'm um, drawing as well. But it's finding the right music for what you're trying to draw sometimes. Mm. Uh, if you've got something particularly sci-fi heavy, but you're trying to draw something a bit fantasy-ish, Lord of the Rings is good. Um, but yeah, I just I can't do it in silence. I know some people like to work in silence, but I, I need yeah. something. Yeah, Craig can, Craig can only really work in silence. Okay. Mm. Like I say, see with him, we've had the discussion many times with him. He can't have the TV on because he'll be distracted and pay too much attention to the TV and don't draw. I'd probably be a lot quicker if I didn't have the TV. I'm on. completely the other, other way. If I've got a movie on, I'll forget about the movie and be lost in my drawing, and I'll have to keep rewinding to see what happened. I've done that. I'm terrible at being like, oh shit, I missed something back. <laughs> um, that's why I tend to stick on things that I either don't really care about. Hmm. Or stuff that I've seen so many times that I can fill in the blanks anyway. Kind of thing. So Marvel movies are good for that as well. I've seen Infinity War God knows how many times just from being like, oh, that's on, that'll do. Mm. Uh, I've been rewatching the Marvel movies. Yeah, we keep meaning to. Ahead of Endgame, we really should. But but yeah, but no, so... um, But I didn't realise, because um, Sarah Dunkerton, who does Mulp, did a post on the awesome comics page today. I didn't realise how many different monthly drawing challenges there are. I didn't either. I read that today as well. With uh, Mermaid, Kaijun. Kaijun is genius as well. Yeah. Uh, Smorgast. What's that? Dragons. Oh, Smorg. Sorry. It's always smog, a smog. Depends on which way you say it. Uh, she's missed off Sketch Timber. 
Oh, is she really? Yeah. Inktober. Uh, Die November. Let's see. We should have Trubuary. <laughs> Trubuary. I can't do any drawing in February because I'm busy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, that was a really nice post as well because you shouted me out in it. <laughs> Which, you know, being the kind of whore who likes to see his name in print. <laughs> Even if it isn't a Facebook post. But have you ever looked Red Mole or looked at any of the art for it? I have not. It's stunning. Um, I'll bring some up while we're talking. But yeah, so it's kind of, you know, very cool. It's always nice when a comic creator kind of pigs you up, shouts you out, especially when their comic is as awesome. Oh, wow, yeah. No, you know what? I have seen this for. So it's one I see a lot can come up a lot online, but I've never actually read one of the comics yet. So I don't think she's ever been at a con I've been at. Mm. I don't remember ever being at Troobes. Has she ever been at Troobes? I don't think so. I'm pretty good at remembering people who've been at Troobes, but I don't remember everybody. But I think I would remember Malt being there. That's where she find, we find out she's been there every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lovely stuff. But yeah, so but so are you tempted by any of the others? Uh, I'd like Mermaid. to say no. Kaijun. <laughs> Kaijun would appeal to me. Um, uh, no, I'd like a nice break between these challenges. Yeah, I do. I think going from Sketch Timber into Inktober is a bit of a killer, isn't it? Been a bastard, but <laughs> even when I tried to be clever and sketching in one and then inking it in the following month, I think if I'm going to do Sketch Timber or Inktober, they're going to be I'm gonna to to set myself a strict time limit. Mm. Be kind of like I have got thirty minutes or an hour to do this, and just sort of you know be a bit strict with it. But yeah, it led to quite a cool conversation about because she asked a lot of questions like, uh, "Is anyone on the group doing regularly?" Which we do um, three times a year. Yeah, well, three times a year this year potentially. Mm. Uh, which ones are our favourites? Miles of the Robots. Really, not Sketch Timber, the one that you. But I found, yeah, no, yeah, but match robots gives me an excuse to draw robots. Not that I need. Not you need an excuse because you generally use draw robots in your things anyway. It's true. I didn't this last year though. Didn't you? It was monsters. It was monsters, wasn't it? Uh, Do you recommend following the prompts or not? We might as well do a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd never have, but I think it's a great idea. I haven't. I've looked at them and seen if I can incorporate... Because I've always gone into it with an idea of what I want my theme to be kind of thing. Mm. So, like, I did Batman the Animated Series one year. Um, then for Inktober, I think I just did various, like, different five-character projects. Mm. Um, that's another reason I wanted to do this, is that if I get something that's good enough to chuck out in a book or something, mm. it's all my own work. I don't have to worry about making money off of fan art of Batman kind of thing. Um, not that I think I'm good enough to get it in a book but that's by the by um, but yeah I do look at the prompts and say I'm tempted with Sketch Timber or Inktober this year to look at the prompts or Inktober has prompts I don't think Sketch Timber does does it um, oh but we could start prompts for Sketch Timber I, I quite like the freedom of it mm. uh, would going digital be quicker uh, a quicker simpler option 
Good Hang question. On, I've lost uh, when attempting this many challenges. Um, yes and no. Um, no, it wouldn't be quicker because there's it's not really a time saving thing at all. However, it would be it, the the um, advantage of it is much easier to change. So if you've got like a time limit, you'll do say that you're a couple of hours into a drawing and you know something's wrong, you could end up posting that drawing and you're unhappy with it. At least digitally, you've got a lot more uh, scope to actually change it and to actually fix the problem. You see? Yeah. But time-wise, I don't feel that gives you a It depends what you want to get out of it with regard to the mistakes thing. If you're doing it as a challenge with no expectation of doing anything more with it than it's a drawing exercise. But would you be happy posting a, a, a drawing that you know there's a fundamental error in it and you, it just bothers you every time you look at it? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't, but I've also sort of... You could end up scrapping it like at 11 o'clock at night. You could end up ripping it up and putting it in the bin. Well, at least if it was digital. Yeah, I've it. kind of forced myself to post things even when I don't think they worked through doing Draw Something Sunday. Hmm. Quite a few of those I've posted that I've not been happy with. That's but... a challenge as well. Yes, yeah. I never draw a challenge we do. It's a weekly one. It's off this month, but yeah, just because I didn't want number one hundred of draw something Sunday to overlap with the robots thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I've despite having a whack on and it being the perfect chance to play with it, decided that I'd stick with what I'm used to and what I know. I was already going out of my comfort zone as it was. I think if I was just doing characters, I potentially would have done it on the Wacom. Mm. But as I'm doing something a bit more ambitious, I don't want to go out of my comfort zone with what I'm drawing and out of my comfort zone with what I'm drawing it on, mm. if that makes sense. Uh, do you have any tips for maintaining the drawing day, drawing a day discipline? Uh, any advanced prep uh, planning or uh, so you're not stuck for ideas? Yeah, absolutely. Prep and plan um, and routine as well. It's other per routine. Yeah. Uh, once you're really into it, you'll f probably be fine. But it's actually not that difficult because that's all you can think about during the day. Yeah, I've noticed whenever we do them that you get quite a few people start it and very few people finish it. Yeah. Um, which you know, real like life gets in the way. There's does, no. Yeah. yeah. There's no failure or shame in not finishing the month, kind of thing. I think sometimes. Well, you and I have done it where we stayed up to like two, three o'clock in the morning because we put ourselves really? under so much pressure to finish it. Yeah. That it stops being fun. <laughs> I think it's finding that balance between keeping it fun. Like I say, I think when I do either sketch timber or Inktober, I'm going to set myself just a specific time limit. It'd be like, I have this much time to do this in this day. You can always go back and finish them if yeah. they're not finished at a later date. It's just what you do in that challenge period you have it? to set at the beginning you have to set what you to yourself you have to tell yourself what would you like to achieve i think it's nice to have you know it's nice to have 30 odd drawings um but there is something else you want to achieve do you want the satisfaction that you've done it do you want to prove to yourself that you can do it do you want these character designs you see what i mean i find for keeping you going is to do it with a friend because <laughs> you know that bastard's going to post something so <laughs> But no, it's sort of like, you know, in a friendly way, egging each other on, isn't it? Or not egging each other on. But, yeah, that's a life lesson, isn't it? If you want to get it going, do it with a friend. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, yeah, it's I suppose easy. healthy friendships would call it supporting each other. <laughs> like a spotter. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if if you're doing it all on your own and nobody else you know is doing it, it doesn't get very difficult. You know, because you haven't got. A... Well, it's easy to pull out, isn't it? Because there's no. It's like... It is easy to pull out. Yeah. It is easy to put out. I have posted a, a page by half six one day, which I've never posted a page by half six. <laughs> not a message coming from Messenger from you going, no page today. <laughs> I'm doing it. Fuck off. <laughs> Some of us aren't 30 days ahead. <laughs> um, so, yeah, do it with a friend. Mm-hmm. Like having a bath. And, and don't pull out too easily. Yeah, don't pull out too early, but there's no shame in pulling out if you do pull out. See, why can't we just keep something on a nice, straight and narrow? You've got a dirty up, haven't you? Uh, has anyone ever collected and printed a book of their art challenges, uh, and would people be interested in buying that? I've seen people do it, and I've seen yeah, people I've, buy them. Yeah, I've bought a couple. Um, I'm not going to lie, there's always the thing in the back of my mind that, although I don't set it as the end goal of if this works, I could potentially put it in a book. I've got a poster on my wall from Jake Parker from his sketch timber at uh, Inktober, sorry, two years ago, which was actually the same kind of concept I'm doing. I'm sure I saw the, the wine and zine, one of the wine and zine girls did it. I'm pretty sure Rachel Smith's done, it's either a comic a day or, hmm. she's definitely done one of those drawing projects into a book. Yeah. And I've seen a couple of other people's Inktober sketchbook. Yeah, I've seen a few of them. Uh, which I suppose it's no different than putting out your yearly sketchbook kind of thing, is it? No. Um, so yes, people do, and pe- uh, people do put them out, and people do buy them. Uh, and finally, uh, is Sarah crazy for thinking it'd be a good idea to draw something every day for six months out of the year? I think it is crazy, but I don't think it's bad crazy. Mm. I think it's a great. Uh, your that your um. What do they call it? Your uh, line of improvement. What do they call it? Your yeah, that your improvement level will rapidly. I can't remember what they call it. You know, like a graph line. Your curve. Yeah. Your learning curve. Your learning curve. There you go. That will really rock it up very quickly. If That's you bad. Did that between like two that. of us, we couldn't like, come up with learning curve. Learning curve, Christ. I think it's you'll not... probably find that it will go up, and then there'll be some days where you'll it plateau, doesn't plummet yeah. back down. But, but if you compare it from the beginning you'll to the end, level off. it'll be massive. I mean, that's how Jim Lee, wasn't it? Allegedly, I don't know if it's true, Jim Lee took a year off. Well, in every interview he said he yeah, got mm. up and treated each day like he had a job getting comics. Yeah, and just drew every day. In fact, it's in that image documentary that I rewatched today. Yeah. He says about he was getting up and doing it for 12 hours a day to the point where he had cramps, his hands were swelling up. That's how you do it, though. Uh, he trapped nerves, that kind of thing. But he was, through that time, he was sending stuff off as submissions. Mm. He was saying that the people that were getting the submissions were seeing the improvement from like the previous couple of months, too. Mm. I was like, yeah. I mean, uh, this whole kind of routine of me drawing as often as I can, I've been doing that for about five years now. And I can see an improvement in my artwork. Five or six years. I can see an improvement in my artwork. Well, since we've done Trues, I can see a massive improvement mm. in my artwork just from soaking up the creativity and mm. drawing more and being encouraged by you to draw more. The encouragement from you of setting up an art page, setting up an Instagram page for it. Mm. Uh, Instagram's quite good for... Yeah, you can yeah, the hashtag is a great idea. So you can sort of generate some likes from that, which bolsters you on don't yeah. be in it for the likes but each new like does kind of push you on a little bit i find but 
but yeah, so I think, yes, it's crazy. I think proper management of it, mm. set yourself an idea of what you want to do, even if you don't go 100%. Because I commented on it, because I'm always an over planner, as you know from doing five years of trues with me. Oh, yes. It's the. <laughs> I say there's no such thing as an over-planner. He can never be too prepared. But So that was part of the appeal of doing this with just a rough outline of what I wanted to do. Mm. And then if I hit those marks throughout, I hit them. If I don't, fuck it. It's just free and letting it happen. I'm quite zen about it. Um, plus it's quite nice to do something and not over-plan. <laughs> and just sit back and relax and let it take me where it's going. To a certain degree, it's like I've spent far more time in that cave than I planned to. But fuck it. And originally, there wasn't going to be a robot inside the big robot. It was just going to be a big robot. Well, that's the beauty of kind of making it up as you're going along. Yeah. Well, it's like they talk on the Awesome Pod a lot about there's no experimentation left in comics. Sometimes I think that's why small press is so good compared to the big two. It's that there is, but I think yeah because there's no expectation in this I can do things differently than I would if I was doing a comic that I wanted to put out and sell kind of thing and if it works it works if it doesn't who gives a fuck so where can people see the March of the Robots stuff that people have done then uh, if that everybody's done it goes out weekly in the mailer although they're quite small like they go out in the mailer um, I'll put a gallery together once it's done I can't decide whether to do everybody's together just do each day but you start a new thread every day on on the, the oh, Facebook page Facebook page yeah it's the wallpaper at the top changes to your thing and I've just done a him holding a plaque thing that yeah. says which day it is and yeah so you post it on there as comments so like I say there's a few people doing it at the moment um, I think there's four of us I think others have gradually dropped out um, so we got me and you Jerome uh, Charles Raymond. Charles stuff great. Uh, yeah, Was that drones today? I haven't seen that's yesterday's. Today. That's yesterday's. No, it's today, 14. Yeah, 14, today. So. Oh, mine kind of fits the prompt because he's in the light. You use a light to search. Is that what it was today? Light? Yeah, uh, search. Oh, search. Nice. Please talk robot. <laughs> but yeah, it's a. You can see it on there, and then yours. I'm assuming you put out on your personal drawing page as well. Uh, on no, on my page, right? I haven't actually done that on the Zoot page yet. I might put a finished piece up there. Yeah. You Instagram it every day, though. Don't you? I do Instagram every day. Yeah. I will Twitter every day as well through Instagram. So. Which, where can they find you on Instagram? Because um, I know we'll do it again at the end, but... Okay, I've got to remember. All right, well, he does is, you can find mine on my drawing page, which is Stuart Thinks You Can Draw on Facebook and Instagram, or at Token Nerd on Twitter. And uh, on, there you go, I am, I am Zoot. I underscore am underscore Zoot on Instagram. Also, I'll my name, Andy Hanks, and I'll come up. Uh, I've got my lo I am Zoot logo as my... Oh, drones from yesterday isn't on here. Who's it? Oh no, I know because we had, I had trouble. 
Yeah, nothing was uploading yesterday. I had trouble getting it up yesterday. Yeah. I think that was a Facebook problem rather than a you problem. Yeah, I think it was. For a change. For a change. Um, Yeah, I'll have to check out drones. Yeah, so that's where you can see them online. Like I say, I'll do a complete gallery at the end. And um, they're in the mailer, which I've done a year of those now. A year of mailers? Yeah. And how many people have dropped out? I think we're on 138. I think we've... I think two or three people have dropped out. Never put in your introduction about... It'll probably remind people that they want to drop out. Because <laughs> then somebody inevitably <laughs> we can will do drop this. out. <laughs> oh, wow. Sting and Shaggy are going to be in Birmingham. The dream that keeps on giving. Um, but yeah, for everyone that's dropped out, they've instantly been replaced by somebody else. So. Mm. I have no illusion that like three people are reading it every week. <laughs> <laughs> what of them's you and me? Yeah. I don't even read it because I just spot the mistakes that I didn't spot when I vote it, then proofread it, and then reproofread it. But yeah, I'm quite pleased that that's a year. I know some weeks different people have written stuff for it but I've generally written something for it every week so with a writing challenge mm. I've done a year of that now which is nice and I'm quite pleased I've managed to avoid take, not taking a week off even when going away on holiday I've still managed to get one fired out <coughs> <laughs> oh god that's what she said <laughs> nice um, so anyway so yeah that's, that's March of the Robots and drawing challenges and our new drawing toys so should we talk about robots in general oh if we must so do you have a favorite robot do, do you? Not no robot i'm guy. not really into robots yeah. do you know uh my wife was saying that um, she works with um with ian blakeman as we know yeah and she was saying i was so chuffed because uh they were talking randomly in the canteen or in the, in the staff room about um star wars and star trek and um, Chantal, my wife, tell, turned around and said, I don't know a lot about Star Wars, but I know what a chicken walker and a, in, and a 8080 is. And, um, and Ian turned around and says, oh, they're both robots. What a surprise. And I thought, it's because I'm the robot guy. And I was actually known as the robot guy. And I, I like that. That's quite also cool. not robots, though. Oh, yeah, technically not, not no, to be that no. guy yes you are that guy obviously they're not but robots they're, but they are they're, they're vehicles oh, fuck's sake sorry obviously they're not robots but they are something that you would not be surprised that I have all over the house images of <sighs> carry on next thing please well you know if you said I know what an IG-88 is it's a robot <laughs> I'm not correcting your wife. <laughs> I'm correcting Ian. He's incorrect. They're not robots. They're vehicles. Because where do you draw the line? Otherwise, then an X-Wing's a robot. The Millennium Falcon's a robot. Does that make BB-8 a vehicle? I suppose you can ride in. But... Right, so robots. What's your <laughs> personal faves? Well, I think you should go first, being the robot guy. I know what my personal favourite is. Right. Um, so I don't. I don't make any. Uh, I don't make any secret that I'm a big Robocop fan. 
the th I'd say the thing that really got me into like a robots in the first place was Ed 209. Uh, still love a design, but he, to me, he's the iconic robot villain. Um, so I, I would always probably say that he's my number one favourite robot. I think it's because he's just absolutely ace. Um, Do you know what mine is? Um, no. Robbie the robot from Forbidden Planet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just as a kid, always loved it. I mean, it taps into my nostalgic love of 50s sci-fi. Mm. It's just a beautifully simple design. Just always really liked it. I've got a Forbidden Planet poster in the downstairs toilet. The, I had the poster before I'd seen the film because my nan got it free with she used to drink Holston pills. <laughs> if you sent off so many bottle caps, you got a free film poster. Okay. And she was like, I know you like films, so do you want this? Awesome. And I was like, that's weird. There's a guy in this film called Leslie Nielsen, but this isn't a comedy. She was like, yeah, he used to be a serious actor. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Obviously, I was like eight, so I didn't say fuck. But <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out. Ah, <laughs> oh, I should have said, surely you can't be serious. Damn it. Was her name Shirley? No. Damn it. But it was Leslie Nielsen. Hmm. Um... Yeah, always loved that robot. Um, always had a soft spot for um, Marvin the Paranoid Android from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Which version? The original version, but I do also really like the, as a design, I really like the Alan Rickman one. The big head. From the film. I've got the toy at that. Mm. It's up there, isn't it? No, he's upstairs in my bedroom. Mm. That's where I like to keep a big head. Quite pearl eyes, isn't he? Yeah, just like white and sleek and kind of sexy, and voiced by Alan Rickman. But yeah, I get that some people don't like that design, but I really quite like it. There's Warwick Davis in the costume, isn't it? Uh, in the suit, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, um, obviously Star Wars robots. Yeah, the droids were a big. Robot influence kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've never was never a real massive fan of the design of R two D two, but I think BB eight is amazing as a design. As a design, as yeah. a, the, the actual the amount of the character that he that he emits, you know, he he brings out that you can just sense in it in this little. It's like what well, my highlight of Force Awakens is still the lighter thumbs up. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that fascinates me with robots is that the amount that you can it's, it's also a challenge as well but it's trying to show emotion in something that move in features that can't really move do you yeah. see what I mean um, well, yeah that's the tricky thing with this because yeah. obviously I suppose the biggest one from being kids was Transformers mm. again beautifully simple design ruined in the Michael Bay films because they're just so over complicated yeah just you had beautiful simplicity, nice, nice clean lines in the designs of them. Do you remember T Bob? Yeah. From Mask. Yeah. I had him as a toy. He was a great little, very hard to do to actually. Thinking about it now. A dustbin on wheels. Yeah, I'm not sure if they were technically robots, but was it Telly, 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 Telly Bobs, Telly? What were they called? Telly Bobs. The thing Wiggy likes. Yeah. Somebody tried to get him the rights to for his birthday. Telly Bobs. Telly Bobs. 
I don't know if they were technically robots, but... I think they were robots. But yeah, I always really liked them as a kid. No, maybe it's not Teddy Bobs. What were they called then? But yeah. Teddy Bugs. Oh, an old uh, Bigly Bigly from Buck Rogers. Yeah. That, as an adult, you just see a penis head. <laughs> yeah, Telly Bugs. Telly Bugs, that's it. Telly Bobs. Yeah, they were robots. Yeah. They might have been like kids in suits. No, I don't think so. They were robot versions of Teletubbies, weren't they? Yeah, but they predated Teletubbies. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what else was there? Right, I wonder if there's a post of um, uh, Hang on, the top ten of movie robots. We'll go through them. It's like gripping radio in it. <sighs> Terminators. I know they're technically cyborgs. Yeah, well, I love, love the Terminator movie, but there's something unsatisfying about the, the robot without the, the, the skin on. There's yeah. something clunky about it and it doesn't move very well and I know they cover it well, up it's, because... It's infinitely he's... more terrifying as a robot with human flesh hanging off him. Yeah. Um, oh no, one of the one of my favourite parts is the bit where where he walks out as the, the first time you see the endless skeleton he walks out with the flaming yeah. truck. But there's something clunky about the way that he moves that kind of slightly ruins it. I know obviously it's not in... It's 1984 it came out? can't remember. Yes. Um, or 86 it's either 84 or 86 it's one of those ones I can never remember it's sort of that clunky stop motion thing isn't it yeah which I mean this that was somebody posted up today (laughs) what the fuck it's absolutely genius it's basically a guy doing a really low budget recreation of Terminator (laughs) stuff he's in a bucket that's not the best bit. The best bit is... Uh, no sound. Oh, no. I have to pay for that now. Ah, shit. Hang on, I'm going to turn the sound down. Uh, where is it? It's how they do the truck bit. That's brilliant, how they do the car, the floor. <laughs> It was T2 now. But it was T2 all along. Oh, is it? Uh, is it there or is it before that? <laughs> I need to find the... Is this the truck bit? Yes, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. It's a loaf of bread, that's amazing. (laughs) It's just brilliant. I love that it's a loaf of bread. Oh, check a loaf of bread off the table. Right, okay, 100 greatest movie robots of all time. That was probably really shitty audio, you and me watching a video on my phone. Uh, study for my robot. No. 
Bubo from Clash of the Titans. I liked the robot from Lost in Space as well. Yeah. Which Robbie the robot was in that episode of that as so. well. Yeah. Gigolo Joe. Gigolo Joe. AI? Yeah. Ben from Treasure Planet. Crichton? Does Crichton count as a robot? Yeah, he's a. Well, he's a. Yeah, of course he does. Talky Toaster? Um. It's a, it's a sentient appliance. It's a robot. You're being too robots racist. Oh, no, you know, I don't want to lump them all in the same. David from Mephius. Oh, Ottomo from Robocop 3, the Chinese guy. Uh, that was a Robocop 3? <laughs> 80s robot from the Muppets. <laughs> was he the same one from Rocky 3? I was about to say, the Rocky, Rocky 3, 3 robot. Ro- Rocky 3, it is Rocky 3, yeah. Oh wow! Okay, right. The blanks were then, but obviously Johnny Five. Johnny Five from Short Circuit. I was trying to think of what the cute little robot was. That was like an ET ripoff. It's Johnny Five, isn't it? It's Johnny Five, yeah. Um, uh, the, plus, yeah, okay. And then you've also got again. You're probably going to like it. They're not robots, but um, the robots from Bashers not included. Ah, oh, well, they're. They're robot aliens, aren't they? They're robots. Um, absolutely well, they're like flying saucers. They're they? incredible. Yeah. I'm not going to argue the specifics. I will argue that an Atat isn't a robot. I never. No, absolutely not. I wouldn't argue. I don't eat. Not going to go there. <laughs> of course, they're not bloody robots. Um. Yeah. Um, Really, one of the best designs of robots, I think. I know. I still really regret not buying the Lego Wally. Yeah, I got that. Costs a fucking fortune, though. Uh, Cylons. Yeah, Cylons are cool. Toasters. Toasters. Real steel. Cybermen. Fembots. Design of the cyber Cybermen were terrifying as a kid. Robot and Frank from Ro- Robot from that. Oh, I like robot. The Killbots and Chopping Mall. They were amazing. I can't remember the last time I saw Chopping Mall. It's not. It's been years. Astro Boy. Bishop and Aliens. Yeah. Do you remember the toy of Bishop and Aliens? They just like shit. Yeah, yeah massive muscles yeah, and big sunglasses on, didn't they? Yeah, and a massive chain up. gun. Like, we need to show he's a robot, but he's got to look a little bit like. <laughs> That was weird because those alien toys were blatantly aimed at kids. Yeah. Because Hicks was like, the robot from Lost in Space. Max replies the Navigator. Compliance. Uh, yeah. I haven't watched that film for years. I've got that on Blu ray. Tick- oh, there you go. There's another one of my favourite of mine TikTok. Oh, Return to Oz. Yeah. That's a nice design. He's ace. Absolutely ace. Similar to, was it Copper Pants? Yeah, he was, yeah. I not, copper... not that you ripped off Copper Pants. No, we but... realised I stood back because I did Copper Pants a while ago and it was who will make a return. And um, then I suddenly I stood back and thought, shit, I've just redesigned freaking TikTok. <laughs> uh, Elysium, please show us from Elysium. Um... The, the, I suppose the... Johnny Five was so low down compared to... Yeah, no, sleep robots. The taxi bolts. driver robot from fucking Total Recall. Ice Pirate, never heard of that. And Logan's Run. Oh, he's cool. Runner! So, 
So, what do you look for in a robot? What do I look for? What when you when I'm designing a robot or something that when you're designing a robot? When you look at a robot and you like, okay, I like character. That's what I like about a robot. I I like character. I like. I, I, I like I like originality in robots because your robots are quite cartoony. Uh, yeah, not, so, not in an offensive way. No, no, way. not at all, not at all. The ones I'm doing at the moment are. Um, yeah, you have. I, I don't tend to do a lot of like human humanoid robots. Uh, I like things that are original, interesting. I like detail in them. I like bits and pieces. I like parts. Um, <clears throat> the, the thing that. I've always loved about Ed Two One Nine is the way that he stands and the way that he kind of is the weight that he kind of has and he's proper menacing, and he's basically just a you know just a head and legs, but the proportions always seem correct to me. He looks a bit like one of those sort of BBC or BBC shaped microphones without the BBC bit on it, you know. Yeah, you know, without, sort of without the guns, yeah, yeah, because of the, he's got like that kind of net. And he's kind of got that microphone sort of yeah mesh across the front. He's a very nice, clean design. Yeah, he's lovely. I quite yeah. like clean design robots. I don't like overcomplicated robots. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's just a kind of elegance to them as well. Yeah, you know, which is why I really like. Oh, look at look at Wally, for instance. There's so much emotion in Wally, and he's basically a pair of binoculars with a couple of bits of metal as eyebrows. Yeah, and a fucking you know storage box. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. There's everything about Wally. I think it's just amazing, but the proportions are correct on him as well. You know. You can tell if if you somebody was to draw a, a, a drawing of Wally and the body was too small or the leg the head was too big, you'd know instantly because yeah. the proportions are just right. Yeah, he's you a know. fucker to draw. You think he's easy to draw, but he's a fucker. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, but that's even down to like the batteries not included, robot aliens thing. Yeah, such emotion comes from them for just They're, exactly eyes as with uh, flying saucers with eyes on them yeah I, I'm a big fan of this to the point where I was in tears when I thought the one died in yeah but they Back rebuild it, it but they okay. rebuild it it's fine spoilers um, I'm a great fan of an artist um, called Matt Dixon and he, he he does a lot of robots he's just got a book of a Kickstarter at the moment actually um, oh is the Kickstarter on is it he's on at the moment yeah it's oh. already 700% funded it's only been going for a few days because he um, doesn't regularly, doesn't he? Transmissions, he, yeah. He's losing, is, his, he's losing his sight. He is losing. He's got some. Uh, he's got some sight condition that means his sight is rapidly declining. Um, so he's not got, that you know it from his art. No, God, no. But his robots, his robots don't even have. It's literally a blank face with two holes, and they, they just. You can tell they got. They tell such a story, and he's a massive inspiration for me. Great stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure if you'll take this as a good thing or a bad thing, but when I was looking at his thing, when he'd done one of his polls as to which cover you prefer thing, yeah, Kat was sort of looked over my shoulder and she's like, well, that's very Andy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great compliment to me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's been stealing from this guy for years. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I bring it right back yeah. down to her. <laughs> but yeah, no... um this stuff's lovely I'd love to start getting into some of the books but so, no I've got <laughs> so deep in the hole on yeah, everything I've got all of his books and I've got a few of his original arts as well I have a couple of his prints it's beautiful I've looked at a couple of the books when I've been at your house because mm. you've let me mm-hmm. but yeah it's stunning stuff but I mean that's kind of what I like I quite like like I say Robbie the Robot's one of my favourites so I quite like that That sort of look. I quite like a bit like Zoot, where it's like sticks with 
bit like what I've done with mine. Mine's yeah. kind of heavily inspired a little bit by I, the I, thing of a zoo. I like stick arms with big, yeah, I think chunky feet. There's a yeah, it's kind of getting the. Um, uh, you need a bit of contrast, I think. Um, I, I put on a post when we started off March to the Robots. I put on a post about um, the tips and tricks that I kind of learnt around, learnt, and one of them was the sixty forty, uh, uh, the sixty forty ratio rule. Uh, and I think I picked it up from Jake Parker. And what you do is, whatever, whatever you draw, to make it look interesting, you um, you do everything to the 60-40 rule. So, for instance, 60% would be high detail and nuts and bolts and wires, and 40% of the robot will be... Um, you're almost letting your eye rest, so it'll be panels and blank areas. Or you do it the other way around, so it'd be 60% blank panels, and then you contrast that with... A lot of detail, the very heavy detailed parts of it as well. Um, the way I've done it, no detail. <laughs> well, my idea is if I colour it, it'll be a bit like you remember Ren and Stimpy, where from a distance they were nice and clean, but then when they went in on them, they're they highly detailed. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. So, like with the close up of the goggles and that, when I colour it, mm. my plan is to try and put in some rust detail and that sort of thing. I mean, I initially coloured him yellow, but I'm not happy with that. I might change the colour, but. I might do them blue and yellow. It's not been done. <laughs> yeah, you try that. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Mr. Mulrain, <laughs> I'm the legal representative of Mr. Andy Hanks. <laughs> In brackets, at real Zootbot. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is my legal representative, by the way. <laughs> so is mine. Like she hates me, but if anybody else fucking. <laughs> she feels like I've been done wrong in any way, she'll be the first my one to My wife is yours. Head. How is she? I meant my wife, but... I know that. <laughs> but, no, picking a colour for a robot's a bastard as well, because you want something that you can... It's got to work in the backgrounds that you're putting in, especially if you're putting it in a story. Yeah. Um, it's it's also got to work... You've got to think of how it works in different lights. The beauty of it is it could be painted any colour, and it's nice to look like maybe that colour's been distressed a bit, maybe it's scratched, maybe it's dented. You know, because the other problem with yellow is sometimes showing up rust on it. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. You know, I've got a couple of in the match the robots. I've got a couple of bronzy, coppery robots, and they're all kind of rusted and gone green. Yeah. And, you know. Well, I kind of figured he would have rusted because he would have been in that quarry for a while. Mm. Is my idea is that he's been there for a long time, which is why his legs kind of squiffy when he's. Mm. It's almost like he fell in a position, kind of thing. So are you going to explain how we got there in the first place? I quite like things that... I quite like the idea of just dropping into it. Mm. There, you know, if ever wanted to go back, there's a story there. But... Because originally it was going to have, like, rebooting, running up the side of the one panel. Mm. Kind of, like, showing what's going on inside, but I couldn't draw that, so it would be something to add on, potentially. But... But yeah, no, so that's sort of the design I like. That's like, I really like that Howard the Duck mech suit sort of design as well. Yeah, with the beak running through his stomach. So, it's a, it's a uh, pop vinyl thingy. What? I don't have pop vinyls, Tony. What is that? What is Contest of Champions? I think it was a game. I bought it because I really liked the um, mech suit he was in. Mm. It was Howard the Duck in a big mech suit. So it's just quite a cool thing. I, I like some pop vinyls. Which I've got enough of them. 
if we finish with this conversation now, which actually brings us nicely, quite nicely segued, actually. Okay. Now we because into a question that I have for us by Tony, um, especially as we've just mentioned that. What pot finals? No, what? no. <laughs> How the duck? Ah. So he has asked us, "What is your favourite bad superhero movie?" Mine is Swamp Thing Two. He can't get enough of it. See, I've never seen Swamp Thing Two. Neither. I'm not entirely sure I've seen the first Swamp Thing. It's one of those ones I think I've seen it. Mm. Um. So I do like how favorite bad superhero movie. Oh, I don't know if it's particularly bad. I've always had a soft spot for Superman Returns, which wasn't particularly well received. Mm. I said to you earlier, I really enjoyed Justice League, despite mm. the fact it is a massive piece of shit. But I think by that point, my expectations were so low. I mean, okay, let's list the bad superhero movies that are kind of known as bad. Spawn. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say my favourite is Spawn because I I was quite a big Spawn fan, but it is a terrible film. It's Batman and Robin, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. See, I quite like that. Judge um, Sylvester Stallone Dread. See, my thing with Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dread is if it wasn't Judge Dread, it's a perfectly good mid '90s Sylvester Stallone mm. movie. If you can separate the Judge Dread from it, mm. which is difficult because it's a film called Judge Dread and he's dressed as Judge Dread for a little bit of it. <laughs> Fortunately, he's not dressed as Judge Dredd for most of the film, so yeah. you can kind of get away with it. And he takes his helmet off, but, which he's never done in the books. And to be fair, when I first saw that, I wasn't massively a fan of Judge Dredd. Mm. I mean, I'm still not a massive fan of Judge Dredd. I like Judge Dredd, but I wouldn't say... If somebody sat me down and asked me three questions about it, I'd probably struggle to answer them. It's just one of those things I've enjoyed as a side thing rather than one that I've become obsessed over. So... But yeah, that's, what have I got? I quite like, and it's not a particularly great film, and I'll probably get really cool for it, I quite like Josie and the Pussycats. Okay. It's not a great film, but it's just something I quite like. Um, so we're talking superhero movies as opposed to comic book movies? Well, wasn't his question... Superhero movies. Superhero movies. He didn't say specifically comic book movies, did he? No, he didn't. He said superhero movies. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, so... Well, Howard the Duck counts technically, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, I would include that in there. I'll tell you what I quite like that nobody else likes, and it's not particularly great, is the first Tim Story Fantastic Four. Oh, all right. The one with... It's horribly missed. The one with Chris Evans and yeah. Michael Chiklis, isn't it? It's horribly miscast, but I just found it quite enjoyable mm. in a entertaining if forgettable piece of fluff kind of thing I think my answer to the question would be um, Ang Lee's Hulk see I like Ang Lee's Hulk it's not one I watch a lot because mm. Dick Tracy didn't get great reviews at the time and I always really liked Dick Tracy the Rocketeer didn't get great reviews at the time and I always really liked the Rocketeer mm. um, if the shadow counts as a superhero I've yeah. always quite enjoyed the shadow again I quite like the character of the shadow so that helps uh, uh, what else is there they're not superheroes but I quite enjoyed Red can't remember much of Red 2 uh, is that Angelina Jolie no it's Bruce Willis Morgan Freeman what am I thinking of uh, are you thinking of Salt I think I might be not a comic. Uh, what 
elf do I quite like? You know, oh, I've got Swamp Thing, so I might have seen Swamp Thing. Supergirl was dreadful from what I remember. Oh, blimey, Supergirl. One that's often forgotten about that I really enjoyed is Mystery Men. But again, I think I've got good reviews, I just don't think many people watched it. Oh, Mystery Men was great. The shuttler. I love the William H. Macy bit where they accidentally kill Greg Kinnear. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. we killed him. He's like, what, we? I was stood over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just like instantly. Oh, that's a film I haven't seen for years. I'm going to have to watch that. That had Eddie Izzard in it, didn't it? Yeah. It's kind of like the thing that's always bothered me about Ghostbusters. Not just that Venkman took drugs on a date with him, with him on a date, but the thing with Winston, <laughs> where, where they're in jail, and he's like, I think I need to get my own lawyer. And then as soon as they can get out of jail because the mayor wants to see him, he's like, yeah, I'm a Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Like pick a team, Winston. <laughs> um, I quite liked Men in Black 3. I know they're not superheroes, but it is a comic book movie. Yeah. And that one got a, the shit kicked out of it. Mm. I thought it was better than Men in Black 2. Uh, yeah, I'm struggling. Like I say, Fantastic Four. I quite enjoyed that. I didn't hate Rise of the Silver Surfer either. I think I like Iron Man 2 more than a lot of people. See, Iron Man 2 I liked a lot more the second time. The first time it just collapsed under the weight of its own expectations kind of thing. Uh, I like TMNT, the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, it's a great film. I actually really enjoyed the second of the Michael Bay produced ones. Mm. It wasn't a great film again, but... Again, I didn't like the first one, so I think the second one... That had um, Bebop and Rocksteady in, didn't it? It did, yeah, and they horribly missed it, Casey Jones. Yeah. Because uh, I quite liked that they cast Stephen Amell as him, but then they made him far too straight-laced for what Casey Jones is. Casey Jones in that first 90s Turtles movie is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about Rape Kid as Superman movies? Superman 1 is a classic. Superman 2, I really liked as a kid, is one I always struggled to go back to. I think part of my problem with Superman 2 is it falls into that trap of superhero movies where it's like, we've done this movie where you've seen him become Superman and be Superman for a little bit. Now we're going to do the movie where he hasn't got his powers for a good mm. chunk of it. It's like I've come to see a film called Superman, not... It was my problem with The Wolverine. Hmm. Where it's just kind of, yeah, but I kind of just, you know, these films come along every so often. I'd kind of like to just see Wolverine being Wolverine. Mm. And I've always had an issue with Bone Claws. They make no sense to me. It was just something that somebody was like, that would look cool as a drawing. And then they decided to make it into a story. But when you think about it, there's no logical reason why he would have Bone Claws. No, there's not. Just because he has adamantium blades slide out of his... Uh... And it's not even like they're covered in the adamantium because mm. they're different shape. Yeah. So yeah, deconstructing that. I'm trying to think of the X Men films that were bad. That I'm not. I like X Men One and X Men Two, and then after that, I like First Class. But then after that, Days of Future Past is all right. But the Last Stand was bloody terrible. Last Stand was terrible. X Men Origins and Wolverine is terrible. The Wolverine's all right, but like I say, it suffers that problem I mentioned a minute ago. I liked Logan, but I didn't love it, I like everybody Logan. else did. I did. Again, it's possibly one I need to watch again. Mm. 
But my problem with those X-Men films is they're just a fucking mess of continuity. I quite like if you're doing a film series for it to have some kind of continuity. Hmm. And then you've got the other problem with the X-Men films is like, we don't know what to do with this character. Just fucking kill him. <laughs> my X-Men power is that I am sacrificial lamb. The plot device to drive it forward kind of thing. Uh, yeah, the first class was good. Uh, Days of Future Past was good. Except they then undid most of it with Apocalypse. It's like they fixed the timeline and tidied it all up and then fucked it again straight away. I only went got through Apocalypse once. That's that's enough. Yeah. I've only watched it once. I bought it for the collection, but it's not a great movie. But yeah, actually they're in the wrong order. Uh yeah, so what did we say? I like Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck's coming out on Blu ray, I'm very tempted. I saw to that post here. Uh, Tim Story's first Fantastic Four I quite enjoyed it at the time Daredevil okay yeah the director's cut is much better Mm -hmm. but having now seen the Netflix series and you know read some more Daredevil comics Mm -hmm. I can see every issue with it and it's very early 2000s I really enjoyed Venom actually speaking of films that I've not seen that yet how about Catwoman I couldn't sit through it all hmm Steel. Yeah, Steel's got that whole 90s TV movie vibe, which on a nostalgic level appeals to me, but again, it's wank. Because you're making a, char- a film about a character that's inspired by Superman in a world it's where Superman that, doesn't exist. It's, yeah, it's like, like Venom. It's like that amazing line. With the Richard Roundtree one, I'm particularly proud of the shaft. shaft. Yeah, with the hammer. It's like, yeah, I get the joke, but it's kind of creepy. <laughs> You're talking about your penis. But, uh, but yeah, so that's sort of my picks. I'm going to watch Swamp Thing now, I think. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you one I do quite like, again, you have to separate it from the comic, though, is Constantine with Keanu Reeves. Mm. If that wasn't based on Hellblazer, perfectly serviceable supernatural thriller. But because it's got the Hellblazer connection, I think sometimes with bad comic book movies you need to separate the comic from it. If you're a fan of the comics, which isn't always easy to do. Well, that was a film that just disappeared, wasn't it? Sin City Two. Was that? Oh, it was meant to be terrible. Oh, it just disappeared. I think it went to cinemas. I don't think I even bought it on Blu-ray, which is unlike me, because I'm generally one for completing the collection. But yeah, Sin City was good. Sin City was good. I, as I've got older, I've gone more and more off Frank Miller. Mm. So the Frank Miller factor of it really bothers me because <laughs> it is full of those misogynistic Frank Miller issues. Mm. But you know, and misogyny isn't necessarily a reason not to dislike something if it's done well within the context of the story it's telling kind of thing I'm not defending misogyny either <laughs> before we go down that rabbit hole but but yeah so yeah that's my few picks at least that'll do what more do you want from me Tony <laughs> um, speaking of Stephen Amell I suppose we should mention quickly that they've Announced that they're cancelling. They should do in a shortened date series for Arrow and cancelling it. You've never watched any of the Arrowverse no, series, have you? I have not. So I'll still sit out of this one. 
they all started with the exception of Legends of Tomorrow, which has always been a bit goofy and shit, but strangely watchable. They all started really strongly, really strong first seasons, and then they just seem to fall into this monotonous trap of repetitiveness and characters doing things for the sake of dragging out the story arc rather than what they would actually do in real life. It's like this week's Flash, they had the villain, but then they do a stupid thing just so he's got an excuse to escape. It's like, ugh, really? Fuck's sake. But yeah, so... It's sort of... I have weird mixed feelings about it, because... Nostalgically, I loved the first series and would like to see it come back to its former glory, but at the same time, I think it's time for it to at least be rested. Was Arrow the first... DC of this generation the first of DC this TV series shared universe they've yeah. done yeah yeah it was Arrow then Flash then Supergirl then Legends of Tomorrow or well, Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl I think started at the same time pretty much mm. which Legends of Tomorrow is alright it's absolute fucking shit fluff but again it's watchable they've brought Constantine into it which is both kind of cool and an insult to the character mm. uh, but but yeah, so so yeah, that's gone. But I think certainly on TV, I think the fatigue of it's starting to set in. But I don't know. I think people just push things too far. I think most serialized TV, if it sticks around long enough, unless you're doing, I think sometimes TV could do with going back to being story of the week rather than overall season arc kind of thing but we talked about that before uh, good comic stuff though potentially you watched Captain Marvel yeah I watched Captain Marvel really enjoyed it I went to the midnight screening and you regretted it or you were alright well I regretted it but they gave me a free coin thing so where is it up there oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. so and you know me I'll do anything for a freebie yeah um, no, I wouldn't do anything for me what? The coin. Yeah, I suppose it does, yeah. Yeah, I not noticed that. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Yeah, I didn't I love really it, it, but I liked it. I think I'll like it more the second time. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think there were a couple of dodgy reviews going around about it, so I didn't go in. It's one of those films that suffered from the... Uh, male fandom shall we yeah it's dicks online going now and trying to torpedo the movie because yeah they hate Marvel and they hate women <laughs> kind of thing um, but no I enjoyed it it was it'd be I've got a little bit of origin story fatigue mm. again it's kind of that thing oh I've come to see a Captain Marvel film let's see a Captain Marvel it but then I suppose you need the story arc kind of thing. But yeah, at least it didn't start off with the origin. She was already no, and they didn't not, not dwell so, on it. Yeah, a lot. So it no, it was handled nicely. It's just kind of like I think as well. It suffers from being that film that's leading into the film we really want to see, which is Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it was a prequel, wasn't it? It was a yeah, exactly. It was a prequel so, to the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, but like, I mean, it was uh, because yeah, you're looking forward so much to it. It was just something to to lead you up to it. It is. It's kind of like the. Uh, it's a bit like where I think the first Ant Man suffered with people was that they'd just come off of Age of Ultron. Yeah. 
and that was the palate cleanser. Same with Ant Man and the Wasp. You just just come off just Infinity seen War. Infinity War, yeah. That's what it suffered for me. It was a bit of a anticlimactic thing, really. Nice pun. Um, yeah, but I think people went in being like, "Oh, it's gonna give me something, a little bit more nugget from where Infinity War left off," kind mm. of thing. And it wasn't that; it was the palate cleanser. It's kind of like we've done this in Infinity War, and you're feeling a little bit down now. So this is. I think possibly for some people that might be where Black Panther suffered because it was the film leading into Infinity War again. Mm. Which for me, I really like Black Panther. You sort of had that nice three film run of Ragnarok, Black Panther and then Infinity War. Yeah. So and Black Panther obviously won a few Oscars. It did. The other week. Not that that means anything, but hugely more importantly, Into the Spider-Verse won Best Animated. Which it absolutely should have because it was pretty perfect. Well, and just from a pure animated point of view, it was pretty innovative. Mm. The way it sort of flicked between comic, CG, hand drawn. Yeah. Just, it right. did more. It was probably the most exciting thing to happen to animated movies since Pixar, in my opinion, just for the way it did things. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'm not saying that that technique would work for every animated movie going on. It's not like Pixar was a hit, so now everything's done on a computer kind of thing. When's that out on digital Blu-ray? Next month, I think. Yeah. It might be beginning of April. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I need to get that. And it's got one of my favourite mid-post-credits things. Is it the end credits? Which one? Is that the cartoon? The, I'm not pointing at you, you were pointing at me first. I think that's end, isn't it? But yeah, it, it is the very end, I think. Ender. But it is... Absolutely brilliant. The score for that film is wonderful as well. It really is nice. I was kind of hoping because the score for Black Panther won the Oscar that they finally released that on CD. I can't find the soundtrack yet to Captain Marvel. I don't mean the score to it, I mean the actual soundtrack to it because the soundtrack for Captain Marvel is fantastic. Yeah, I kind of wonder with that. Yeah, I can see where their influences have come from. But I wonder whether that would actually get a physical or digital release just because of the amount you probably have to pay in rights for having Nirvana whole again ah oh, name's gone but yeah just from the sheer amount because do you remember when it was like pretty much cost prohibitive to have Nirvana on a soundtrack for anything oh yeah there, there was part of me that was kind of like I wonder what they would actually what Kurt Cobain would actually feel about Come As You Are being used in a huge tentpole blockbuster movie. Yeah. Kind of went against Given his yeah. grunge aesthetics. But I don't know who has control over Nirvana's music anymore. Whether yeah. Courtney Love has a say in it because there was a whole song in it as well, wasn't there? So yeah, Celebrity Skin was in it. So, But it would be a great mid 90s oh, rock soundtrack. Oh, well, there's Republica, Garbage, No Doubt. No Doubt. Spiderwebs. Um, a couple of REM songs. Yes, there was, yeah. Brilliant. But yeah, it, uh, it would be a great century. It's a nice score as well. Mm. I quite like what they're doing with superhero scores. They're starting to bring themes back. Because mm. Iron yeah, Man yeah. didn't have a theme. Hulk didn't have a theme. No. But they're slowly starting to bring back. Guardians of the Galaxy definitely has a theme. As does the obviously the Avengers. The Avengers have got a theme now, yeah. Um, which Captain America kind of did as well which was partly similar to the Avengers theme isn't it mm. but 
rewatching Infinity War, I absolutely love the bit where the train goes past, then she throws the spear and he catches it and comes out of the shadow. There's so many fucking little cool bits in mm. that film. Right at the beginning, isn't it? Yeah, that and Black Panther's line of evacuate the city, engage all defences and get this man a shield. Yeah. <laughs> That's always my, I'll watch to that point bit and yeah. then I end up watching the whole thing anyway. But if I know I haven't missed that line, I'll definitely watch the rest of the film. <laughs> but it's just such an awesome thing. I'm, but yeah, so that moves us nicely on really to the Endgame trailer. Mm, that came out of Drop Today, didn't it? Yes, it did, yeah. It was today. Um, nice trailer. Yeah, I'm excited. Nice moody. I was kind of like, oh, is this the bleak trailer to go into it? And then they had the Thor bit at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, is, that was a pretty cool thing. But And it made really? me go back and dig out my uh, Audio Slave album because mm. they had the thing from a little clip from the first Iron Man and the trailer for that had um, the Audio Slave song. Cochise, like, something like that. I can't remember how it's pronounced. Yeah, Cochise. So, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I know, yeah. So yeah, I dug that song out. It got all nostalgic from the uh, mid two thousands. Have you seen the poster they revealed today as well on how people are breaking it down and trying to find clues in it? No, I really have not got time for that. Everyone's looking to the top right hand corner, apart from Thor and your lady from um, Black Panther. I can't remember her name. Uh, one of the guards. Yeah, and who are looking bottom right I think or top right everyone's saying oh those two are obviously on a different um, uh, uh, plot path to the others because you know I just I've got no time for that shit and it's all the who's going to live who's going to die stuff yeah I don't I don't need nobody really needs to die Uh, so what everybody's looking at top right and uh, top left everyone's looking sorry everyone's looking top left apart from Thor and her name is yeah I can't remember the name which is terrible <laughs> you've even got Rocket looking round yeah look so. interesting so um whatever well actually technically Bruce Banner's not alright so look he's sort of looking to the left but oh yeah he is he's kind of looking in the same direction but he's, he's more looking out mm-hmm. yeah interesting there is a big part of me that really does hope that nobody dies yeah I, I kind of do I don't think you need to you can have Steve Tony go off and do their own thing because mm. it was never a big thing in the comics to kill the characters off more yeah. a recent thing that it became yeah sort of post death of Superman yeah and that was always done for the we can sell some books rather than for a storytelling point of view. So I suppose from a storytelling point of view it would have impact if some of them sacrificed or were sacrificed, but at the same time you don't need it. Plus we just watched loads of people turn to dust in the last film. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that you will have everybody together for one big epic fucking battle. You know they, you know they will. You've everybody got to have that payoff because as great as Infinity War was it didn't bring everybody together. You had little pocket groups. Yeah. It will end up like that, absolutely, and they're all playing an integral part in the take down of Thanos, I reckon. But yeah, they've got to because mm. Captain so Marvel alone can't be powerful enough to. As long as Hulk gets his gets his revenge, I'll be happy. Well, there's 
Oh. That was the only thing that left me a little bit hollow in Infinity Wars. Have, have you heard the Hulk heard the Hulk rumor? Go on. Oh, he's going to come back with the intelligence of Banner. That he that becomes one. the professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would kind of work, and I suppose that is kind of hinted at in Infinity War. Hmm. But yeah, I thought that was a weird silhouette of a character because when you look at it small, but it's not. It's just the shadow. It kind of looks like the shadow a, is in it. Looks like there's a darkened silhouette of a figure, but it's not. It's just the shadow detail. Oh, yeah, on that's the Batman. Batman's in it. Awesome. That is what that film needs. Mm. So apart from the new Spidey film, has any other films been um, revealed? What for the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe? No. Oh, are they taking a couple of years off them? I don't think so. I think a slate is there. I just don't think they're announcing them. Mm -hmm. I think they only had to announce the Spider-Man one because it's Sony. Mm. I suppose they can't really announce too many more because it will spoil the the, the end of the film. Yeah, I suppose. Not that we're in any doubt. Yeah. I mean, the only ones that they could potentially kill off is the Guardians because they cancelled Guardians Volume 3 because of the whole James Gunn thing. Cancelled or postponed? Well, it was cancelled, then I think it was back on, potentially. Mm. But you know Drax isn't going to be in it, or certainly not played by Dave Bautista anyway. Oh, really? He said he wouldn't do it without James Gunn. Oh, OK. He said he didn't care what they did to him. Mm. He was standing by James Gunn. Which I respect. Mm. And I kind of think, given the noise he's made about that, he can't then appear in it. Mm. Unless they are literally like, we will destroy everything you own. <laughs> Basically, do what Thanos did to Drax. <laughs> just suppose Disney is powerful enough. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is just gonna, and half of his belongings. He's disappear. like, "Fuck you, Disney! I'll go get a job at Fox." Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, that whole James Gunn thing was just completely fucking overblown. So I think. If you go back far enough in anybody's thing, you can find something that should get them sacked. And it's, I don't know. That stuff pisses me off, as we know. But yeah, so there were those. Um, one of the trailer that has been out for a while, but was the trailer for the new Shaft film. Where oh, on okay. Avengers, so Sam Jackson. Mm. Have you seen that yet? No. It actually looks really funny. Okay. Is it a comedy? I think it's like. Oh, is it as in a sequel to the... Yeah, so Samuel you've got Jackson Rich Braintree Shaft, you've got Samuel L. Jackson Shaft, and then you've got a new Shaft as well. Okay, like in his, the same universe? His nephew, I think, or his son. Okay. His son. Yeah. So, yeah, because I think it was originally called Son of Shaft. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a... Yeah. That's what I quite like about the Shaft films, is that the Sam Jackson one was technically a remake, but then they just did it as a continuation by having the original Shaft in it. Yeah. And making him a different John Shaft. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got... John Shaft 1, 2 and the 3rd in the new one but whether it's going to be out and out comedy I'm not sure but that's Tim's story as well he did Fantastic Four mm. not that that's necessarily a glowing endorsement but I really liked the Sam Jackson Shaft mm, I, I can't remember thought, it yeah it's it was sort of from that golden period of that mid-level thriller mm. that you don't seem to get anymore it either seems to be a film is like minuscule budget or 100,000 plus budget mm. 100 million plus budget there doesn't seem to be any of the 40 million to 60 million sort of thrillers anymore it was very much in that sort of ballpark but 
But yeah, so that's pretty much it for this one for me, apart from some shout-outs. Have you got any shout-outs? Um, I think I know one shout-out you'll probably be making. Will I? Well, you did the cover for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, absolutely. Um, so there's a Kickstarter on at the moment for Little Heroes Volume 3. Um, I think we're, we're, I think at the moment we're something like 90 quid before we get to the target. Uh, but there's like 20 days left. So, yeah, go on to Kickstarter, uh, Little Heroes 3. Um, I, th- I think the account is Little Heroes. Um, dig it out, and it's a great cause um, for a great charity. Uh, so, yeah, go out there and s- support those guys. Shout out to Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Uh, yeah, Tony's got a story in it as well, hasn't he? You've done the cover. Yeah, you are... Well, it's on 1,489. So you're 11 quid short at the minute. Get on there, come on, come on. 11 quid. So by the time this goes out, it might be up. I backed it for the... One of them. Yeah, I backed it. Uh, I'm just a £5 backer. I think I did a higher thing on the other one. Uh, Lorenzo's How to Think When You Draw Book 2. Yeah, I haven't backed it. He's on Kickstarter, which I have also backed. Uh, Of their 1,000... Of his £1,000 goal... He's on a meagre £131,154. Jesus, really? Of uh, 2,056 backers with 24 days to go. I mean... What percentage is that, does it say? Uh, it doesn't say on the app, I don't think. I mean, he must just lie awake at night, just panicked <laughs> about how terrible these things are going. It's well worth backing, and you can get the first book in one of the bundles as well which is also well worth picking up mm. they're superb books for going to I go to them it's like if I'm trying to draw smoke mm. or something like that I will go to those books and try mm. and find it well, I'll always get it out and the book and the book in fact sometimes you shut it in the book yeah but yeah and you've got the art books on there as well mm. which I'm up to date on those as well so um, um, shout out to uh, Sarah Snellpin, who's going through a bit of a crap time at the moment. Yes, her dad, who's was been at Troops since the big was an big attendee at Troops. Yeah, at Troops. Um, she said he was uh, one of his highlights of the year doing Troops. Um, I only spoke to him a couple of times, just sort of a brief hello, mm. small talk kind of thing. But yeah, um, always really sad. Um, need to contact Sarah. Mm. See about maybe putting something in the mailer this week. Um, but yeah, so that's sad. Um, I've got to go from that now into other things. It's always really awkward. Um, but yeah, so obviously, I've got to segue through. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, professionalism, mate. Come um, on. Shout out to I am Zoot. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, uh, Nottingham Comic Con. Tables are open for that. It is on the. Here we go. It's in October. Stick with me. Uh, I've got a table there for Nerds Who Haunted Themselves. I'll have the first two issues of. Tales. Tales from Beyond Infinity. Infinity. Which you can also buy from my website if you are impatient like that. Um. And I might see how this robot thing goes. Mm. Might have some other things too. Uh, I'm on the website. Or we're oh, on yeah. the website. Awesome. Um, 
but yeah. Uh, the Cardiff Comic Con, which I can't remember the name of, which is Carn- on a week on Carn- Saturday. Comic Carnival. Comic Sunday. Carnival. Is it yeah, Sunday? 24th. Sorry. 24th, Sunday. Uh, I'll be there um, on the Little Heroes table um, drawing Springworths. 19th of October for Nottingham Comic Con. Uh, yeah, so 24th in Cardiff. I'm going to pop along. Yep. Well, my plan is to pop along, barring any major disasters. I aim to be there through some abuse. Trying to think of inappropriate things you can draw. Yeah. Springworth fondling something. Thank you. <laughs> I have Springworth fondue in something. Ooh. Like some fondueing <laughs> some cheese. Oh. So, yeah, so. Cardiff Comic Carnival in... Where's that one at? Cardiff. I was thinking more specific than Cardiff. but Wales. <laughs> no, more specific, not less specific. <laughs> Jesus. Hang on, hang on, because I follow the event, so I will find it. Uh, <laughs> talk amongst yourselves for a minute. Uh, I'll just do a few more shout-outs then. Um, a shout-out to uh, Jerome, who's taking part in our as we mentioned before match the robots did you see his oh we talked about it last time didn't we the little video that was put up on his um, his documentary and I've not actually watched it yet apparently my arse is in it your arse is in it apparently yeah you are in it you're <laughs> 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 my arse do you get that right yeah, you're hairier speaking of my arse Cardiff Comics Carnival <laughs> <laughs> uh, is at 10 feet tall uh, 12 Church Street Cardiff Twelve Church Street, Cardiff. It's quite difficult to say quickly. Ten, say ten feet tall. That's the name of the place. What is it? Like a purple? I think so. Let's have a look. Let's view the page. Bar. That's a bar. It's a bar. Uh, there's quite a few people exhibiting there, mm. so they're packing them into the bar. Uh, but no, it looks like a really exciting event. Uh, you're there. The awesome pod guys are there. Uh, few other people anybody else we know uh, Tiny Noggin Rachel Lee Carter will be there so pop along and pick up her uh, Nick Cage book if nothing else is John Tucker going to be there or did I imagine that? Dead Star Publishing is going to be there uh, I'm doing some work for Dead Star at the moment oh yeah what are you mm. doing for them um, or are you not allowed to say oh I will I'll say it off air I think okay uh, Little Heroes Fair Spark Books, never heard of it. Uh, That's where I will be. I'll be on the table. Going to be there. Uh, maybe John Tucker isn't going to be there. Maybe I imagine that. Oh, Peter James Mags is going to be there. He's been at Troops before. Uh, Joe Glass is going to be there. Good comics are going to be there. That's cool. That's good. That is good. John Tucker John is going to be there. there. Roulette of Death. You can pick up a copy of Plan A, Plan B. Yeah, I can, and I will do. I'm not forcing you. you know. No, I will. I'm not your dad. You can do what you like. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be a cracking event. Um, and, you know, purely small press kind of focused, which is good. I think. It's nice to see more. I think we're on the cusp of something big from small press I think every few years you get a big comic movement and I think this is going to be the year for small press mm. it's just working out how to make that break um, I'd like to shout out to Fanzine 
I got the magazine from uh, David today, uh, David Hathaway Price. Uh, you can get it by mail order, and if you look him up on Facebook and uh, drop him a message and then send him a check or a postal order, that's how old school it is. <laughs> really? And, uh, yeah, you can get a copy. Yeah, David Hathaway Price. I'm pretty sure there's a fan scene page on. Let's have a look. Facebook. Yeah, there's a fan scene page uh, celebrating over 50 years of comics fandom. But and it's got like f celebrating 50 years of comic uh, comic cons and that. It's true, didn't it? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look. Really? Well, I've, I've flicked through it, but I haven't looked at it properly, but I'm not expecting Droobs to be in there. It's mm. a lovely book. Greedy bastard, two ads. Mm. Or is it one ad? It's one, one ad. ad. Um, so yeah, that's well worth getting. If you go onto the... Um, page I'm sure you can find David through there but it's got like some of the old programs screenshots from some of those and it's basically like it says on the cover celebrating really nice magazine what is it a magazine well I think it's yeah it's more like a, one of those posh kind of specials yeah, it's more book than magazine, but it's a magazine book, a bookazine, a maga book. So it was basically like an homage to the old fanzines, fanzines, but obviously bigger, chunkier, uh, faster, stronger. Indeed. Um, but yeah, I think it's you send him a check for sixteen pound fifty. Which is proper old school. Doesn't look like Batman's massaging his shoulders? It does, yeah. Creepy. I was there. Where? There. Uh, when you met Stanley. Mm. I don't like that art, actually. Mm. Look at me. <laughs> Turn 14 days of a robot challenge and I'm just fucking throwing shit around. <laughs> But yeah, I'm looking forward to sort of sitting down and reading that properly, but it's a lovely put together thing and you can tell the passion and love he's got for it. Just from looking at it. But yeah, so it's... Wow. But yeah, so anyway, uh, this will probably go up Friday the fifteenth, so there'll be sixteen more days of March of the Robots. Yeah. If you want to join in and just chuck in random robot pictures from day to day, even if you don't want to do the whole thing, it's never too late to get your robots out there. Cognition. I think we had an ad in the first one. Hmm. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Whatever you said was great. What did you say? They <laughs> said you're a talentless hack. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's it's never too late to sort of get involved in March the Robots if you want to do robots for a few days. If you just want to do one, 
Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. Uh, yeah, um, it'll carry on on the Facebook page. Uh, we'll post our things on our various personal pages as well, which we'll give again at the end. Um, I have True Believers 2020 news. I have been for a meeting at Jurors. They are happy for us to come back. We Ooh. are happy to go back. So I have the contract to sign and get back in the post. And then we should hope to be making an official announcement. I've approached an artist about doing the posters. Mm-hmm. Have they replied yet? Yes. Awesome. Yes, it was all dependent on the size of the Twix. Yeah. Story um, of my life. Indeed. But yeah, um, so if that all works out, because obviously, you know, until things are done. But they've, they've agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what comes from it. So, um, yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, yeah, so, and then I'm hopefully going to put tables up for applying for around, I'm aiming for the 1st of May, is my goal, so they'll be available to reply for then, and yeah, that's it, sort of Troops 2020 news at the minute, I think, don't think anything else exciting's happened. Is there a date that you're aiming for, Are We uh, can we reveal a date? What, for the event itself? Yeah the event's always known we're always the first Saturday in February so it's the first of Feb this year um, so yeah the I've sort of stood at the front door looking at the road to Truves 2020 just mm. not on it yet you haven't put your coat on yet we should dig the suit out oh we haven't get, yeah, get a true. photo of him hitchhiking <laughs> the sign saying Jura is 2020 mm. oh, we should do that you like wearing the suit. I do like wearing the suit. It's bloody hot, though. Well, it's bloody hot. We'll do it in the winter. <laughs> You'd be grateful. <laughs> um, yeah, so where can people find you online, Mr. Hanks? I'm on all. I'm on where all the cool kids are. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram. I'm Pornhub. some... Sorry? Pornhub. Or on Pornhub, yeah, Crazy Taxi. Not Crazy <laughs> Taxi, it's Fake Taxi, isn't it? <laughs> um, greasy Taxi. <laughs> yeah, greasy Taxi. <laughs> I would fuck you love, but we're slipping all over there. <laughs> oh my god. Um so I am something like I am Zoot, but if you search for I am Zoot I do come up. Zoot at Zootbot. Yeah, Zoot. the real Zoot. Uh on Instagram I'm I'm I underscore am underscore Zoot. You'll find me, I'm I'm a little bit robot guy. Zoot's dick pic on Snapchat. Yeah. Uh I am at Token Nerd on Twitter, Stuart thinks he can draw on Facebook, Stuart thinks he can draw on Instagram, um, and then True Believers is OKTrueBelievers.com, OKTrueBelievers, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I don't know where else we've got things. I set up a load of social media things that I've never used, so I think we've got a Pinterest somewhere. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find all of that. Um, other things to check out comics for the apocalypse i recorded my episode this week it'll probably go up sometime in april or may um but that's well worth checking out if you search comics for the apocalypse on itunes that'll come up there's been some great episodes so far tony dan uh milmo's been on there uh heather atmos was on there i believe vince has got an episode in the bag to go on there at some point Mm. so they'll have the holy trilogy i think aaron's been on there Aaron has been recently. Aaron's done one, yeah. Um, yeah. So, really good pod, really worth listening to. 
you know, you might want to skip my episode. I'm sure I talk this sort of inane shit. Uh, my choices are on the table in front of us, actually. Um, don't say I'm obviously ruining the episode. Uh, yeah, what else should people check out? The Awesome Comics Podcast. Check that out. Um, check out and support Small Press Comics. Yeah. Um, did you say Awesome Podcast? I did. You just said that. So I'm not listening today. Uh, that Comic Smell Podcast. Yeah. And then, yeah, just Comic House. Yeah. Little Heroes. Little Heroes Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Edmonton Brothers Kickstarter, uh, Matt Dixon's Kickstarter. Matt Dixon's Kickstarter Transmissions, which is fantastic. Look at his stuff. They're really, really cool. Um, yeah. If you're friends with any artists and they share work regularly, give it a like and a share. And, mm-hmm. You know, just tick in that like box. It means a lot to an artist. Yeah. Just that little extra little bit of reassurance. You, we, you, you give them like a glow inside. It's really nice. So, unless you don't like it, don't give them full. <laughs> just scroll on by. I've noticed my wife likes more of Andy's work than mine. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where I said something, she's gone, what, do you want me to fucking like it? <laughs> we don't have to as well. <laughs> she has to live with me. She doesn't have to live with you. That's so. true. <laughs> but yeah, um, until we'll be back in sort of a month-ish, mm-hmm. we'll have to think up a topic for the next one. Not that these topics things still give us any kind of structure. And let us know if you listen by putting the phrase sp- specific rim job <laughs> in the comments so at least we know three words you got this far. specific rim job. job nobody ever puts the thing up <laughs> oh if you do i've got a spare copy of um man and superman man and superman i will post that out to the first person who posts it up if they want a copy of it all right specific rim, rim job. job nobody made it this far <laughs> no, you're right even I won't make it this far when I re-listen to it to make sure we didn't do anything horribly offensive knowing full well that we've done something horribly offensive somewhere uh, but I ain't Pam Rose in it so close oh for the people playing bingo <laughs> anyway have an awesome few weeks uh, you can check out the Troobes mailer at tinyletter.com forward slash Troobes we are now in a year down and moving into our second year of doing it I say we, me. Um, I might get you to write some stuff if you fancy it. Okay. Talk to my agent. Oh, not your agent. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so demanding. Can't afford you. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, read awesome comics, create awesome things, and keep spreading the four colour word. Uh, we will see you in a month, a few weeks to a month. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. See ya.